trust the only payment solution developed for attorneys and recommended by 47 state bars, LawPay. You might be great at getting a summary judgment motion kicked, but what do you know about automation policies for court filings or the power of social media or how to deliver when a general counsel asks you for a diverse team? I'm Stephanie Francis Ward, and on today's episode of the ABA Journal's Asked and Answered, I am speaking with Karen Kaplowitz, a former law firm partner who now does coaching with individuals and professional services on business development. And we're going to be chatting about what more seasoned lawyers can learn from attorneys with less experience and how they can work together to get more business opportunities for all parties involved. Karen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Stephanie. It's great to be with you. So you recently wrote a piece for your newsletter, Monday, Monday, and it was about how sometimes newer lawyers are underutilized, and you focused on connecting and learning uh, from newer lawyers and the possibility of some of the diverse connections you can grow with the relationships, particularly in terms of gender and race. Can you tell our listeners a bit about that? Sure. So the point of my article was a simple one. The idea was that there are an awful lot of people in law firms who are underutilized, particularly women lawyers and lawyers of color. So my recommendation to partners in law firms was that if they're looking for great talent to advance their clients' interests and their own career interests, they need to hitch their wagon to emerging stars. Uh, and the, you know, the bottom line of my point was really that diversity isn't charity. It's an opportunity for partners in law firms to tap people who are really hungry, ambitious, and willing to dive in. Right. It seems like there have been a lot of pieces written about how someone who's being mentored, what they should do in terms of having a good relationship with the person who is going to be a mentor for them. If you are a more senior attorney and you want to connect with someone who has less experience than you, what are some ideas you have that are some good ways to connect in, the, in that situation? In general, you know, there's a lot of conversation these days about mentors. Uh, there's even conversation about, you know, what what is a mentor? Uh, how is it different, for example, from a sponsor? Mm-hmm. Uh, and both of these ideas are the idea of relationships between more experienced professionals and less experienced professionals that have value for both sides. So the key in all of these relationships is are two ideas, reciprocity and mutuality. So when an experienced lawyer is looking for people to mentor, who are they looking for? They're looking for high potential lawyers who are strongly committed to their careers that they can count on to work hard, to be trustworthy and discreet, and who will offer perhaps some new perspectives. That's what experienced lawyers are looking for when they're looking for people to mentor. And could I just add my own experience? You know, 
going back to the earliest days of my own career, I was the beneficiary of a mentor. Uh, there was a partner at O'Melveny and Myers in Los Angeles who was uh, an alumnus of my law school, the University of Chicago, who specifically reached out to me because he wanted to see more women in the firm and then took a really active role in mentoring me and promoting me and trying to ensure that I'd be successful. So, you know, I, I personally got tremendous value in my own career from having a really active mentor. Right. And let's switch it around a bit. I know you work a lot with partners who have switched firms, either with their practice group or on their own or with the law firm merger. Say, you know, you come to this new firm and there's a uh, a partner there who has a huge book of huge book of business and he or she is a bit younger than you and you would like to get to know them and you think you there's some things you can learn from them what's your advice on pursuing that sort of relationship if you're the attorney who has more years under his or her belt but you're coming to a place where you don't have as much power as the other person well that's a really that's a really interesting question and hypothesis so Things like that happen a lot, uh, especially since we have seen a surge of lateral moves over the last decade, especially. So sometimes somebody joins a firm, a lateral partner, and is coming in really excited to work with other partners who may be junior to them. Uh, and the question is, how do they make sure that happens in an effective way? So a couple of ideas on that subject. The most important idea, again, is the idea of mutuality. So if you're a partner, a lateral partner, and there are specific people in a new firm that you want to encourage to work with you, the best way to get them interested is to offer them something. So in other words, when a new partner joins a firm, it's important for them not to start a relationship by saying, will you introduce me to your clients? But better to say, I'd like to introduce you to my clients because that then leads to reciprocity on the part of the person in the firm whose clients you really want to meet. And let's go back for a moment about something you said earlier. Uh, you mentioned a mentoring relationship and a sponsoring relationship. Can you talk a bit about how the mentoring and sponsoring are somewhat different? Well, they're very similar in that both are relationships with a more experienced professional and a less experienced professional, and they tend to be focused on career advice and navigation and guidance. What I would say is different is that sponsorships are even more committed relationships in which a, a more senior person is committing to help advance a protege and the protege is highly motivated. Uh, so I, I work with a, a group called Culture at Work, which is a strategic advisory unit of Working Mother, uh, which uh, 
sponsors the Best Law Firms for Women initiative every year. And what the culture at work people say is that mentors advise and sponsors go further by actively advocating for people. So, you know, that's that's one way to characterize the difference. And I'm curious, when you are coaching lawyers who have a pretty experienced career, are there any common things that come up that they'd like to know more about that maybe an attorney with less experience could help them with? Well, pretty regularly, you know, more experienced people, you know, tend to have been around for a while and can often benefit by partnering with less experienced people who know more about things like social media and new approaches, new tools. So let's even take what we're doing here today, podcasting. You know, so how long have podcasts been one of the critical uh, media platforms? Not that long. So you could have a more experienced person who joins a firm or is just working with other people on a team who'd really appreciate the knowledge and experience and sophistication of somebody less experienced in overall years who knows a lot about podcasting and what a terrific medium it is, or blogging, um, or even things as uh, perhaps mundane as e-discovery or project management. You know, um, I was a practicing trial lawyer for over 25 years when we first knew each other in Los Angeles, California. You know, in those days, e-discovery hadn't taken hold in the way it has now. Project management was... There was an e (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh. it was, e was this was before e was in front of everything yes exactly exactly right so uh so a more seasoned more experienced and perhaps very successful partner can benefit tremendously from less experienced people who know about tools and process that you know just wasn't as common earlier And on that note, I would imagine you also want to be cautious that you're not just going to the less experienced lawyer for tech help. (laughs) Right, right. Well, um, right. Well, so most law firms have a lot of tech support so that lawyers, you know, don't have to necessarily rely, except maybe perhaps in the middle of the night when they're polishing a brief or preparing for trial on the more junior people on their team. Right. And I'm curious, are there also just maybe different outlooks or, you know, you could take being more open-minded or maybe having a historical experience and memory of a workplace that more experienced and less experienced attorneys they can learn from each other? Because sometimes if we're just around people of our own life experiences, it can really open our eyes to spend time and get to know people with really different experiences. So we're not just seeing things one way from our own experience. I think that's a really interesting comment and perspective. 
So one of the things that we're seeing in the workplace this, these days uh, is the impact of millennials. So, for example, um, the fact that millennials are men and women are very committed to more work-life balance, more time with their families, is having a really profound impact on law firms because the more that younger men are pressing firms for more flexibility uh, and more time for their families, the more opportunities there are for women. You know, so the whole issue of flex time has been driven over the last couple of decades by uh, women lawyers who are mothers and trying to integrate their families and their work. And now they're getting a lot of support from millennial men. Uh, and that's having a real effect. So she, that's an example. Mm-hmm. You know, we could probably think of many other examples of the ways in which the newer generations are impacting the way we work uh, in very positive ways. Yes. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how lawyers with different experience levels can work together to get more clients. We'll be right back. Did you know that attorneys who accept online payments get paid 39% faster on average than those using traditional payment methods? With LawPay, the only payment solution offered through the ABA Advantage program, you can accept client payments online, via email, or in person, no equipment needed. Visit lawpay.com podcast to sign up and get your first three months free. And we're back. I'm Stephanie Francis-Ward. And on today's episode of the ABA Journal's Asked and Answered, I'm speaking with Karen Kaplowitz, an attorney and business development expert, about how more experienced lawyers can learn and develop their practices further with attorneys who have less experience. Um, So, Karen, developing new connections is a huge piece of business development. What are some ideas you have about attorneys with various levels of experience working together on business development so it's rewarding for both parties? Well, mentors, you know, the more experienced person on any team can really play an incredible role for more junior people in business development. So mentors can make sure that their people meet clients, meet prospective clients. They can invite them to meetings. They can make sure that they're uh, included on pitch teams. Um, You know, opening doors to opportunities is just a classic way that mentors benefit more junior people. You know, the other kinds of things that mentors can do is say to one of their protégés, you know, in my own career, I've gotten tremendous value from a particular organization. You know, I belong to this particular professional group or business group, and it's given me a great platform for speaking and writing, and I've met great people, and I'd like to get you involved in the same group. And I can, again, open the door. So, 
that's one of the most valuable ways for a mentor to help a more junior person to introduce them to the organization, get them on the board, get them on the planning committee, get them on an actual program. Basically, mentors can show the more junior people the ropes. They can just demonstrate and show them how it's done. You know, that's pretty classical and really, really important. Now, on the other side of the coin, uh, the younger people can also, you know, add a lot of value. So, for example, one challenge more senior people have is that their relationships are often with their peers, which who are the more senior people at a client or in a law department. So the more junior people can add a new dimension to a business development effort in a, with respect to a particular client because they have relationships with their peers at a client. Uh, and that adds enormous information, texture, and also kind of a succession plan because, you know, at some point what often happens for more senior people is that their contacts at a particular client retire. And so they, they need to have that pipeline filled, and that's a job that the more junior people really can do. What I wanted to ask you next was is, we know the way that more senior attorneys tend to engage in business development. I'm curious with uh, millennial partners, are there things that are common in their world for business development that's new to someone who has more experience? Yes. Well, uh, you know, I just heard a great example from one of my own clients, a young woman partner in a New York law firm who described to me that she and a whole group of people in her network are part of a Peloton tribe. Oh, wow. So they, yeah, they have a tribe. They <laughs> so have let's a pause tribe. for a moment. Explain to our listeners in case you don't know what Peloton is. Okay, so Peloton is, a, is an exercise platform in which people uh, cycle using Peloton machines and apps, and they can uh, participate. It's sort of like um, an online games environment in which they are in their own space, but they are connected and competing with each other and monitoring each other. So this particular woman partner young woman partner in a New York law firm has is part of a tribe. So they are connected on a Facebook page. They do a variety of competitions. They occasionally meet in person. But a lot of this is virtual. So that's a kind of uh, business development or just social networking kind of strategy that is totally new. And I'm sure that you know, more seasoned uh, lawyers would be excited to hear about, you know, some of the the new ways people do it these days. Yeah, that that's a wonderful idea. Do you have advice if you're someone who is responsible for getting two offices together in a law firm merger? 
what's your advice on creating situations where maybe the more senior attorneys uh, from one firm can make good relationships and learn from uh, the less senior partners at the new firm who have are doing really well with their business development? Uh, yes. Well, I do a lot of work in the area of lateral integration after lateral moves and mergers. And the question you're asking about integration strategies when people make moves or there are mergers is really important because even though we've seen just this incredible surge in the number of people moving around, we're also seeing really high attrition rates, maybe as high as 50% for uh, lateral partners who don't make it through five years in a new firm. So the point is, what helps people when they join a new firm? And there's no question that having peer mentors is a critical fix to the issue of integration. So when, when I advise law firms on setting up a process around lateral integration or post-merger integration, one of the best practices I always mention is this idea of making sure everybody who's joined the firm has a peer mentor, somebody who can help with their transition, somebody uh, who will share with the new people what are the unspoken rules in the culture? How do you really get things done? You know, who can you trust? You know, what do you need to know to be successful? So those are really important people in the life of any new lateral, a peer mentor. You know, the other best practice that I am really keen on is that there needs to be somebody senior, too, who's accountable, you know, who's paying attention to whether the expectations that the lateral had and the expectations that the firm had for the lateral are being met, you know, that the things that were anticipated and promised are really happening. So both of those kinds of people, a senior person who's accountable and a peer mentor to smooth the way are two really important best practices. Do you have any thoughts on mixing up the experience levels with those peer mentors or um, the, the teams so that there's people from different generations working together on the same level, you know, based on their, their business? Sure, absolutely, absolutely. You know, one important idea, and this is something Sarah Holtz, um, who's a, a great advisor and consultant to lawyers, uh, made a note of recently in one of her publications. You don't need just one mentor. You need multiple mentors. So you're, to your point, um, you know, the more diverse the sources of advice and guidance and support are, the better. You know, so I like your idea that, you know, when you're seeking out mentors, which it's important to do, you want a diversity of generations. You want a diversity of experience. Uh, all of that really 
helps. It makes a lot of sense. Do you find that sometimes the more experienced attorney might have a hard time wrapping his or her head around the idea that someone who has been in practice for a short amount of time can indeed be a mentor to that person? Oh, I mean, not at all. You know, it's like somebody more senior might not think of a more junior person as a mentor so much as somebody with whom they're close, with whom they have a relationship of respect and mutuality. That's how it works in good mentoring or sponsorship kinds of relationships. You find people who like each other, respect each other, uh, and are really willing to be reciprocal and mutual in supporting each other. You know, that's the name of the game. It's all about reciprocity and mutuality. And, you know, probably a more senior person wouldn't call a very junior person their mentor, per se, but they would recognize the value, you know, and it would sustain and propel the relationship. I think what you said, that uh, respect, too, goes such a long way. Totally, totally. It's a, it's a really key element of strong relationships. And, you know, if, if there isn't respect, you know, the relationships don't tend to work very well. Besides the respect piece, for an attorney who has a significant amount of experience, what are some behaviors that would attract less experienced lawyers to want to get to know them on a professional level and work together on business matters? Well, I think the people who are the most attractive to work with in law firms are, first of all, people who are really well organized and make assignments that are respectful of other people on uh, of the lives of other people on their teams. So, you know, one criterion I would recommend people look for when they're seeking out people to work with are people who are well organized, who've got their project management skills down well. You know, another thing that makes people really attractive Uh, to work with is that they give good feedback. You know, they don't just give an assignment uh, and never comment on it. They give feedback in a consistent way and in a constructive way. It would have been better if you had done it this way, uh, for example. You know, but the element of feedback is really important. You know, another thing that makes people really um, attractive to work with is that they're sharing credit. They're sharing credit for their success. They're really treating people as part of a team and a collaborative effort uh, so that when there's a success, they spread it around. They tell people, all the other people on the team who were responsible for that success. And the other thing that really distinguishes uh, strong mentors are they take the time to help people they're working with understand their own potential, uh, and they're encouraging. You know, they when they give feedback, 
they not only say, you did a good job, but they might say, well, this might mean that you should do more work in this particular area, or we should introduce you to, you know, a particular other lawyer in the firm or client or whomever. So, you know, those are some of the qualities that make people really attractive to work with. All right. Karen, that's everything we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you, Stephanie. It's been a great pleasure. I loved your questions. They were provocative and interesting and made me think about some of these issues and uh, will encourage me in my own work. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please find us and rate us in Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting app. We'll see you next time for another episode of the ABA Journal's Asked and Answered.